second Sunday in ordinary time, wedding at Cana. Let the spirit come down. Let the spirit come down. Let the spirit come down on me to change my life around. Let the spirit come down. Today, the winter period of ordinary time continues with Peace Sunday. The vestments are green as we read about Zion and Jerusalem from Isaiah being renamed as My Delight. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians where God's Spirit is promised to provide at least one gift for each person. What is yours? The Gospel of John tells of a wedding in Cana and is meant as a sign with a question of what is it that we can discover about Jesus from this. Lord, we bring you bread is an offertory hymn from way back by Mike Anderson and Father Don begins with a prayer of thanksgiving. Let us once again pray. Lord Jesus Christ, so present to us in history as well as today, eternally present in the life of the Trinity, historically present in our own day, we give you thanks for the gift of your Eucharist. Help us always to see beyond it into your real presence there. Help us to adore you in the midst of the bread and the wine, your sacred body and blood. Amen. considered a Mediterranean diet as a New Year resolution. I must admit, of all the ones on offer, from the all-meat Atkins to the soya bean vegan and total vegetarian options at McDonald's, you see them on those big posters, don't you, going through town. I think the Mediterranean cuisine is the most tempting. Just think of sun-ripe tomatoes, oranges, almonds, grilled fish, Fantastic breads and olives and wine, all tempting to eat, even if not part of a strict diet. All were probably on offer in Cana at the time of the poor wedding feast described by John. I say poor because Cana was a poor town and the bride and groom were probably poor too. I mean, I can't imagine Mary with rich relatives, can you? The fact that the wine ran, ran out also points out that this wasn't some big showy occasion. In fact, perhaps by inviting Jesus with all his disciples and entourage also uh, made it a very difficult time for the caterers. They probably weren't too impressed. But after all that, the gospel today isn't really about the wedding or the food or in any literal descriptions of water and wine. In the uh, musical Jesus Christ Superstar, if you remember Herod, he wants to scoff at Jesus 
And so in one of the productions I saw on, on the TV, um, the actor who plays him shakes up a litre bottle of avian water, which obviously has got something in it, and it magically turns red. Later, we see Jesus himself turning red. If you watch The Passion of the Christ with the, the lashes and all the, the graphic detail now, but perhaps... By accident, the producers of of the stage show, they've hit on what John was trying to say in today's gospel. Is the story of the wine pointing towards the death of Jesus? Which John sees, he sees that as an hour of glory. The sign of Cana manifests the glory of Jesus. The first clue is in the opening line, um, which is... For some reason, it's missed out in the reading today. The passage actually begins, and on the third day, a wedding took place in Cana. When we as Christians hear that on the third day, something clicks, doesn't it? So this is the first of seven signs in the Gospel of John, which is meant to give faith and insight into Jesus being seen as the Christ. Jesus likes to play, sorry, John likes to play with language and uses uh, this word a lot. In the first half of this gospel, he likes the word sign. And another word he likes to use in the second half in particular is concerned with the word hour. John wants his readers, first of all, to see this as the first sign. It's a gift of, of the best wine. Is it meant to show the great gift of Calvary, which in turn points towards the sacrament of the Eucharist? The gift of the best wine occupies the central place in this particular event, the wedding at Cana, and all that wine has to mean something. 520 litres would fill one of the aisles in Morrison's. One clue, again, going back to it, is the timing on the third day. Could, could it point to an, another um, Old Testament sign? God met Israel on Sinai after the third day in the deserts. Remember, John knows the whole story about Jesus and what happened three days after the crucifixion. John is hinting, perhaps, that God is to be seen in this event at Cana. The next word he mentions is the hour or hour or my hour hasn't come. When Jesus tells his mother that this time has not arrived, is it another link to the time of the crucifixion? Which John sees, again, it's a time of glory. Belief in this is another theme that is, has been very well examined by scholars over the years. Pope Benedict, in his book, Jesus of Nazareth, tells us that John likes to use Mediterranean cuisine, um, all the things I mentioned, together with water, as his principal images to tell us something special about Jesus that's not told in the Synoptic Gospels. The three he likes in particular are bread, olive oil and wine. And subsequently, these have become the basic elements of the church's sacraments.
Where do we use bread? Oil is used all the time in baptisms, sacrament of the sick. We see wine used in the mass, obviously. And the chalice itself, taking up the chalice, has got, it's full of symbolism, isn't it? John also wrote at the end of the first century, from a great knowledge of, of all the Old Testament and the geography of the area at the time, all around Palestine. He knew all the Jewish customs of water purification. Jerusalem itself, the, why is Jews from there? It's because of the water that's found, the springs of water. The example of the, the wine running out, is that a hint? Going back to Israel, turning from God, becoming lost. There, you can go into a, an, an immense amount of detail if you want to with this story. The water, is it the law, some would say, trying to purify the people, but not the fullness of the wine that will be found in Jesus. Is Jesus the wine of the new covenant? It goes on and on. You can get wrapped up into uh, all kinds of sidetracks on this. But what was the Gospels are here to inspire us into something. And I think if we turn back to John himself, he tells us. Because belief is another theme in John's Gospel. John himself says that these signs that have been written in his Gospel is so that you might believe and I might believe that Jesus is the Christ. The sign at Cana has this one main purpose. The overabundance of wine, the great generosity, perhaps pointing out the love of God which knows no bounds. Everything will be given for the complete purification of God's creation, which will lead to the sacrifice on Calvary. The generosity and self-sacrifice also found in Mary. This is the first mention of her in the Gospel of John. And the last thing she spoke, do whatever he tells you. It's a wonderful practical tip for any disciple who started to believe. In other words, follow Jesus in every detail. The incarnation and manifestation of Jesus begin with Mary. Last week we saw it with John. And now, after this final giving of her son to the world, she allows his glory to be shared by all. And John sees that glory coming to a massive point in the final chapters of his gospel. The crucifixion, resurrection.
For a few minutes now, let's practice our centering prayer. In the silence, keep your mind focused on one phrase. Be with me, Holy Spirit. Maharanatha. If any other thoughts enter in, don't be annoyed. Just leave them alone and return to your phrase. This is your invitation to God's will and permission for the Holy Spirit to be close to you today. There is a two-minute interval with bells to mark the beginning and end. You can pause the podcast if you want to extend this for more time.
Lord, please come to me in spiritual communion. Send your body and blood gushing through my veins. Send your love into my heart, my soul, my mind. Lift me up to your bosom and infuse me with your divine love. Amen. Let the spirit come down and be change my life around.